Welcome to Dharmic Evolution. Everybody, I'm your host, James Kevin O'Connor, singer-songwriter, audio-video artist, and master storyteller, and today, let's head north to the most beloved nation in the world, my Canadian friends, and with me today, Anne Burstyn from Dream Aria. I know I'm going to mispronounce it in the beginning, but she's going to straighten me right out. So strap up your seatbelts and let's go for a ride. Today on the Dharmic Evolution, I'm really delighted to have Anne Burstyn, who is the lead singer for Dream Area, a Canadian band, and um, just kind of came on my radar a few weeks ago, delightfully so, and I'm really happy to have... um, you joining me, and welcome to the Dharmic Evolution. Oh, thank you very much. Thanks so, yes, yeah, so you guys have some really cool music. I, I've been going through it, on, uh, of course, on SoundCloud because I can get the WAV files there. And, uh, and Don was nice enough to send me uh, also some of your music and uh, really, really great stuff. I mean, I grew up on a lot of English rock, and so Progressive naturally was something... I always gravitated towards and uh, really embraced and appreciated. So um, your process and how you guys came up with this. Well, let's start with this. Where, first of all, where did you grow up? You know, it's obviously I have a few questions I want to ask you, right? So, um, of course. No <laughs> so did you grow up in Canada? Oh, yes, absolutely. Um, but I, sorry, I should probably just say that a lot of people call this dream area. It's oh. actually dream aria as in the... Um, an operatic um, melodic solo. Oh, got it. Okay. But oh no, it's okay. But it's so funny because uh, it can. I suppose it can go either way, right? Dream aria, dream aria. Aria sounds <laughs> better. Does, does it? I like yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a got nice a it's it. got a cooler ambience to it. Actually, I su- yeah, I suppose it does. But uh, yeah, it, it's funny because so many people. Well, we've even had Dream Maria or Dreaaria, and we've, we've heard it all. So. <laughs> oh right. Okay. So I'll but keep. Anyways, I'll yes, keep I'm it. Definitely- <laughs> yeah, let's keep it what it, way it's supposed to be. So, okay, so, so enough. tell me, you before we even get into the band and all that cool stuff, I want to know <laughs> about you and what pulled you towards music. Like, when did you know that you had the bug and you had to go and do this, and music was really calling you. I think I was probably about four, and I mean, all my family are musicians, so that definitely had something to do with it. Right. And uh, in my home, my, both my parents played in the uh, Winnipeg Symphony, so I would always hear classical music in the house on the LPs, you know, and I'm really not that old, but anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oops. They're coming so, uh, back, though, Anne. They're coming back in a big way. <laughs> uh, yes, you're right. And I actually have, uh, I do have one coming to me, uh, a Toto LP, the Toto 4. It's one of my oh, favorite. I love that band. Yeah, oh, they're my favorite. And uh, they picked up the LP for me. I don't know where they found it. So I don't even know if it's playable, but if not, I'll just hang it on the wall. That's that's all good. Have you I'm seen them? That. Not to digress, but have you seen them yeah. lately? I caught them uh, on a concert they did. I can't remember. It was only a couple years old, and I was just I couldn't believe the chops yeah. they still have oh, and everything. The vocals amazing. I know they get better and better. You're almost gonna make me cry. <laughs> uh, yeah. Their new CD is an absolute masterpiece, and in fact, I have many people have cried hearing it, including. A friend of mine, a male, <laughs> uh, he broke down in tears in the car. We were listening to it in the car. And I'm actually going to see them in two weeks in Detroit. We're driving down. And I got VIP tickets, which I've never done. So we're going to meet them and oh, with my daughter. She's seven, and she loves them too. And I'm so excited for her 
to see them and meet them. So, yeah, but uh, anyway, getting back to uh, the, <laughs> so you should check out yeah. their new CD. <laughs> I, I will, I will. I didn't even know they had one out. That's great. Oh, yeah, it's it just great. came out in March. Yeah, March, basically the first week of March. But uh, yeah, so I would always hear classical music, which I, I do love. It's near and dear to my heart. And I would always sing along all the different instrumental parts. And then my mother and I would sing it together in the car. And then my dad as well. We would always be singing all the different parts. And I just, I just found it very, just fun, you know. And I found it very easy to get the notes and, and all of that. And uh, then I started listening to, you know, singers, of course. And, you know, my mom brought me in a Crystal Gale album, actually. And she said, you know, I, I see that you love singing so much. I brought you this this record to listen to this woman, you know, see what you think. And uh, I loved it. She has, you know, beautiful voice, beautiful woman. And I would sing along to that and I would analyze everything she was doing, her her tone, her pitch, her vibrato, the phrasing, everything, the, the lyrics, the emotion. And that's what did it for me, really, um, all of those things. And then I just went from there, I think I was nine and I heard the ABBA song SOS, and there was one section where her voice kind of cracked with that emotion, and I said, okay, that's it, I, I have to do this, this is, definitely I know that this is what I'm supposed to be doing, I'm a singer, I'm a singer, and I never looked back, so. Wow, so you, so how old were you when you first got this Crystal Gale record, and you were doing all the analyzation? Uh, well, see, I probably what six or seven something like that damn that's so young to be able to like tune into and pay attention to all the nuances of what's going on well i was doing that when i was about four and but but definitely with um actually sharon lois and bram it was a children's uh, music right okay but uh, and the classical music but definitely when she played me that which was obviously you know more mature and uh, that, then I thought, wow, okay, I really like this. And then again, when I hit nine, I said, okay, that, that's my final decision. Yes, I'm going to do this. So, so nine, you were a completely mature singer already. <laughs> you, <yeah. laughs> I don't know if I was a mature singer, but, but I knew definitely what I wanted to do and what I liked. That's um, crazy. That's crazy that you were like that young and knew how to pick up on all that. And, like just like really, I mean, most people just they hear the voice and the notes and like you know you're you're paying attention to to pitch and you know Everything, the the yeah. tone of their voice and how they carry yeah. it that's great yeah i was fascinated and i i just thought it was just amazing what people could do with their voices and then of course i couldn't get enough i wanted to hear as many singers as possible so i absolutely did i would just listen to everybody you know every kind of style of music as well and i was pretty much obsessed by i think my mom was actually concerned <laughs> at one right. point yeah <laughs> i just couldn't get enough I was she's going too crazy now yeah she's, she's <laughs> like, you know what uh, give it a little break here and there i mean i was everywhere with my walkman i mean in between classes and high school walking to school in the car you know everywhere right so uh, yeah i couldn't get enough so i hear your little girl in the background what's her name Boy, you have good ears. That, that's, she's meowing. That's Aaliyah, and she knows I'm on the phone. She's supposed to be quiet. <laughs> I, I know. I just heard her say she was responding to me. She's very clairvoyant. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> she wants to meow. Hey, so <laughs> when did you, like, as you started <laughs> to, <laughs> she's, okay. I'm going to get her on mic any minute. You should, you should. Yeah. She actually loves to sing. We actually sing together and she can harmonize with me now. <laughs> we sing, uh, you know, you know that. Mama say, Mama say, Mama say, Mama say, Mama say. Michael Jackson. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she likes to. Uh, har there she, she's doing it now. <laughs> Okay, sweetie. Great, great. She's got the pipes already. 
yeah, she she enjoys it, and and we sing a lot of other stuff together too. So it, it's fun. It, it it really it warms my heart, I guess you could say. Oh, it is it is good to have a child who's interested in music. I mean, that's that's amazing. Um, so let me ask you about your influences. Um, and when you as you started to get older, like what did you start to pull towards? Like we talked about the classical, and your and your folks were very into that. As you yeah. started to get into your teenage years, like what was like near and dear to your heart? Well, definitely ABBA, um, again, because of the, um, the, the harmonies and, and those, the women's voices. I mean, it blew me away. And, yeah. and again, their tonal qualities and how much they could do with their with their voices. And, uh, you know, even the production. I mean, it's still timeless. The songs are still great songs. It's not for everyone. It's not everyone's cup of tea. But right. they really are great, timeless songs. And then I went from that basically to, you know, Scorpions and Judas Priest, Loverboy, Streetheart. A lot of Winnipeg bands, and uh, and then uh, you know a little bit of opera and some new age. Uh, I was sort of into Yanni way back when nobody knew who he was, and Andreas Vollenweider, who's a German. Um, I'm oh, sorry, <laughs> he plays harp, ele- electronic harp, I guess you could say. Okay. And, uh, yeah, and just you know, Deep Purple, uh, Daft Leopard. Deep Purple. I mean, oh all, my God. All, all yeah. the usual suspects. Rush, of course, because I'm Canadian. And uh, just, uh, yeah, Steve Vai, I was really into guitarists, actually. I yeah. loved Steve Vai. When I first saw him in the movie Crossroads, I thought, oh, my gosh, who is this? Yeah. You know, this guy's incredible. And Joe Satriani, of course, and Eddie Van Halen. And and, and I just and then I was into drums, drummers. I thought, oh, wow, how can they do that? How can they do all these complex rhythms with every part of their I body? I bet you like Carl Palmer. Uh, of course, yeah, but you know, <laughs> Jeff Beccaro is Yes, oh, God, Steve Gadd. Yeah, yeah you just went yeah. through my whole record collection. Everybody you oh, just I? named, <laughs> I have <laughs> in my record collection, I swear. Yeah. Um, great, great stuff. So, oh, yeah. so you started to, like, so how about when did you start getting into bands? Like, when did you start singing out? Um, like, was Dream, Dream Aria, Aria your first um, foray, or you had other things before that? No, actually, I have had terrible stage fright, so I would never sing in front of anybody until I think I was about 30. Um, it took me a really long time. I was absolutely terrified. Okay. And, it, yeah, it was really, that was my biggest obstacle in life, I would say, was overcoming the fear of singing in front of people. So um, I decided to actually do the behind-the-scenes work first, which was recording arts. I thought, you know, I'll just be a record producer and engineer, so that way I can sort of hide behind the console and still be a part of the music scene but I did that I took the courses and I thought you know no the singing thing I can't let it go I have to do it I have to find a way to get over this fear so I thought you know well I'll get a teacher first and I'll see what he thinks and you know a coach so I did that and he that's what changed everything for me he helped me build up my confidence and I would you know say that to anybody out there too you know if they're struggling with um uh, any instrument, whether it be vocals, you know, piano, what have you, whether they have fears or concerns, um, or just you know, obviously to better their craft, definitely go and do it. It's well worth the money and the time and the effort, definitely. Yeah. But yeah, so I did that, and then a couple of my friends, you know, they were constantly bugging me, saying, you know what, this is ridiculous. You love this so much, go and do it, do it, do it. So they really helped me along as well. And I thought, okay, well, let me start up. Maybe I can be a backup singer and I can still sort of hide that way, you know? Yeah. So I, I looked at some ads and some papers and sure enough, I found some and I got hired right away. I was got really lucky and I was with two bands at the same time doing backups. And then they said, you know what? 
you shouldn't be doing backups. You need to be doing some leads. I said, no, 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 no. (laughs) (laughs) I can't, you know. So they helped me with that. They helped me come out, you know, one song at a time to do leads or or do duets and that sort of thing. And that, again, started to build up my confidence. And then um, I really wanted to do something original because those were more covers and, and that sort of thing. And I decided to put myself out on the internet as Singer for Hire on a website. And that's when Don found me, just out of the blue. Lucky me. He found me. He called, he emailed me. And he said, you know, we've got this new project and we need a singer and our music's pretty different. Would you like to hear it? So I said, of course. So he emailed me a few MP3s and I thought, wow, this is very, very different, very cool, very dreamy and magical and mystical. I said, yeah, I would love to see what I can do with my voice, you know, add to your music. And and the rest is history. And That's fantastic. I mean, 12, 12 years later, something like that. Yeah, we've been together a while now. So you were doing produ- production and engineering too. So you had all this background, which was yeah. ru- probably was a great asset to be able to carry into this next project. Because, yes, definitely. Yeah, I think everything that you like, you know, you know, the more pieces that you have as a musician, I think, are so valuable in the studio. So this must have been great. So, so Born mm-hmm. was Dream Aria, and it's twelve yeah. years in the making. And listen, if it's okay with you, can I just play a little bit of the rhythm of now? I just want to give sure. people a taste of. Uh, what Dream Aria is all about. And I have this on SoundCloud because we've got the wave file. So this is Dream Aria. So that was awesome. I'm, I really, really love your sound and the transitions at different parts that come in and out. Really, really great stuff. Oh, thank Real you. Real great. Yeah, they, they, they're, they're definitely great songwriters, these guys, let me tell you. They're, I call them geniuses all the time. <laughs> yeah. No, it's like, I mean, I can hear like, I hear, there's a band called Renaissance years ago, which I really loved. And um, all of the progressive stuff, I mean, he, I hear little tiny influences but i think your sound is very very unique and you've guys definitely have your own thing going on which is really oh, really you. refreshing to hear today oh, um, i appreciate that so let's go into the band a little bit and tell me um so we know about don can you tell me a little bit more about you know gary and andrew and everybody's role in the band and how you guys all interact 
Yeah, of course. Uh, but I do want to say that's really funny that you mentioned Renaissance because within, I think, the first few Actually, my, you know what? It was the first day that I met Gary. Uh, we were at the studio. Uh, we were working on a song that didn't have a title yet. And I decided to call it Sun Goddess. And they said, you know, I, I just started writing the lyrics as they were playing me the music. And I thought, you know what? I find it so easy to write uh, lyrics to their music. It's just so inspiring. So they said, well, do you want to go and try to actually do a take? Like, you actually sing something? I said, sure. Okay. So... I went upstairs in front of the mic. He had a little setup up, upstairs in his house. And I just sang away and did my thing. And, and he said through the mic, he says, oh, my gosh, you sound like Annie Haslam. And I said, <laughs> Annie who? I had no idea who she was. Yeah. And he says, well, your range and everything and certain tonal, you know, certain little nuances and things. And so I said, well, I'll have to check that out. And he said, yeah, she's with a band called Renaissance. And I, I'd never heard of them. So it's really funny that you mentioned that. So I actually got to meet her. Uh, she's actually, and she did a painting for me. I've got a painting just right across the room from me here. Really? Uh, yes, because she's good friends with uh, a DJ friend of ours, Gene Godfrey, who really, really liked our music in the beginning, and he's been an amazing supporter from day one. And he says, you know, I know Annie Haslam. And he had her do a painting for me for my birthday one year, which was so sweet. She did it on the plane when she was in transit somewhere. She did this painting for me, and I, yeah. Wow. It's a really small world. I mean, it really bizarre? is. I mean, yeah. she, I know she yeah. remembers me because I was an electrician's mm -hmm. apprentice, and at some high school in New Jersey, I did all the wiring for the place, okay. and and they came to the high school. It was like Tony Martell was the big um, yeah. the big gun for CBS Records or Sony at the time, and yeah, he I has this it. he has this fund as you probably know this uh, that's been growing like crazy, and and they were there at the school, so I got a chance to see them like right on the stage, and it was. It was oh, wonderful. It's such a great yeah, band. Oh, oh, yeah, incredible. And I did get to see them a few years ago in Toronto. They came and I got to meet her and I said, oh, and I, so I got to thank her in person, you know, for the, the painting. It was so nice. Yeah. But yeah, what a beautiful lady, beautiful voice, you know, such a, a sweetheart and a great painter too. I mean, she's and very tall. you know what? They remind me so much of your band, even though you guys are more, you guys have more of an edge and, and I'm not talking about the music. It's just the approach. It's very, very... Um, you both had a, such a, um, just a wonderful independent streak in you that says, <laughs> I'm just going to write what I'm going to write, you know, collectively as a group. And that's what, that's why I think there's a parallel there. And not that your music is so much alike, but, um, just that kind right. of approach to the music. De definitely. I, I, I get exactly what you're saying. And that's one of the things I love so much about this group is we just write in the moment. We're not we don't have any rules or boundaries. I think I've said this a million times. And that's what makes it so enjoyable for, I think, all of us. Because we're just going in the moment and, and creating. It's that creative process, that magic. And, uh, I mean, we don't have any deadlines. There's no pressure. So we can really just be in that moment and just write from the heart and the soul. And That's great. That. That's the way so, it really should be. I remember I, I was teaching a bunch of uh, Cub Scouts one day. This is a few years back. Oh, wow. <laughs> and, and I said, <laughs> I brought all my stuff down. I brought my guitars, my keyboard, my drum machine at the time. Right. And I said, listen, we're going to learn to write a song. And they looked at me like, we, oh, how cool. do you do that? And I said, well, there's only one rule. There's no rules. You just... <laughs> Beautiful. Love it. So, um, awesome. so, so talk to me more about the band. Like, um, yes, it's so like when you guys get together, like what's your process for, you know, is there you know, any kind of formula you use to say, okay, we're going to create an album by 
doing what? Or does everybody just come with their independent ideas and you just guys start riffing and jamming? Well, first, uh, sorry, I forgot to answer your, well, I didn't forget, I didn't get to answer your last question, but uh, the the members first, I guess I'll mention yes. Don, of course, Don Stagg, who he, when I first met them, he was you know, the main, well, he brought in a bunch of songs. He was the main composer. He would compose on keyboards strictly. And he has three keyboards, by the way, very cool. And he brought in the music to Gary, who is our, at the time he was the drummer, uh, producer, engineer, but now he's also become, you know, a composer, of course, he co-composing. Um, he helps with a bit of everything, actually, whether it be guitar, bass, even a little bit of vocal ideas. Uh, it could be anything. And he's just, he's one of those people that, can just pick up any instrument you know and just play right. it and write and come up with amazing ideas and and you know and great and we don't use he doesn't use any computers we don't use any computers at all for our recording so great. he's very old school and i just think that again these guys are geniuses i don't know how they do this it just blows my mind so but when you say can i can, let me ask yeah. you when you say that you don't use any computers in just for creating the sounds or the songwriting process or, or like when you record mm -hmm. what are you using what's your platform he, well i believe he uses uh would it be a a dot is that what it's called okay dot tapes that that sort of thing yeah right. so you know there's no pc there's no monitor there's no pro tools no cut and paste no auto tune nothing like that but yeah he, he will put certain effects on uh he does have effects processors so you're an analog and, only well i guess is a dot i think that is digital right a dot I, I, I can't remember now. <laughs> yeah he's not yeah. using tape machines is he he does. I know he does have some reel to reels that he was using at one point. Cool. But the, the but it's, I know he does. He does the dot tapes. Okay. The dot tapes. Digital audio yeah. tapes. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So there's that digital aspect, of course. So yeah. So they do that, and then what? Then they'll say, "Hey, Anya, we've got some new ideas. You know, come and check it out." So I'll go in and I'll listen, and uh, so of course I'm. I'm the other member, and right, right. <laughs> I come in and I do my, yeah. So I, they will play me the music, and I'm always inspired and blown away. And I find again, I find it very easy to write the lyrics, and I'll let the song speak to me and tell me sort of what it's about. But then, of course, I'll draw on my own personal experiences or people around me, their experiences, and I'll bring that in. And then the guitar will come in. So that's Andrew Brzezowski, who you mentioned. He's been with us. Uh, uh, about two, I guess, two years now. Okay. And uh, he's, I, I, he's, lucky him. He's so young. Oh, to be that young again, you know. So he's got this, you know, an, an extra twenty years uh, back on us, you know. Can he get into he the can, bars or no? Oh yeah, no. He's in his twenties, <laughs> but I just feel like, oh wow, I, right. yeah, I could be his mom, you know. <laughs> but, right. Uh, but it's all good. But he, very talented guy. Uh, yeah, great for musicianship. sure. Mm. Sorry, one second. There's my phone again. One moment. You're very popular. Oh, sorry, the phone hung up. It's a, it's um, so, a busy... Who would hang up on you? Your, your phone's I, well, probably you know, ringing off the hook. I don't know what's going on here today. <laughs> Figures, right? When I'm in an interview, everybody wants to... That's okay. But, it's uh, all good. <laughs> sorry about that. Aaliyah, but, you are uh, going to yeah, sing any minute, so I'm sure, ready. Yeah. Oh, there's a knock on my door. You know what? Sorry, oh, good. The dog is barking. Aaliyah's singing. It's a delivery. <laughs> Can you imagine? It's I've Federal got Express. <laughs> sorry, one, one They're delivering your Grammy right now. Hello. Thank you so much. Take care. Bye-bye. Well, wow, get a milk dog. Yeah. The oh, now we got the dog going. We got the air conditioner blaring. Got everything. TV. Okay, I'm gonna hide over here now. Okay, back to my hiding in my bedroom. Uh, so, <laughs> so yeah. So anyway, back to Andrew, extraordinaire. 
He uh, so he's fantastic on guitar, but also a great violinist. So oh, we're awesome. really lucky to have him. And and there's some really cool stuff he's been doing on the violin for us lately. So I'm really excited for people to hear that because they haven't heard anything like that in our music yet. So right. this is his first time actually writing and recording with us. So I'm really happy for him to have that opportunity too. So it's been very exciting. And other than that, we've you know we've had of course bass players in the band. Uh, John Castleman was our uh, previous bass player, and <laughs> and Lonnie Glass was on our very first album. Another fantastic bass player, and a whole array of guitarists. Uh, we've been so lucky to have so many different um, guitarists come in and help us out on the you know three CDs and now working on the fourth. So, right. for whatever reason, these um, the other guitarists just got busy doing other projects. So. And we had them in the band for a little while, and then they would move on, you know, to their other projects. But right. Andrew is definitely our, I think, our permanent guitarist now. So it's really nice to have that That's permanence, great. you know. That yeah, and he's again, he's fantastic, and we all get along so well. I mean, we've really had no issues again, which is so rare, you know, in twelve years. So it's been such Very a blessing. Rare. It's been amazing. Yeah. yeah. So I'm, uh, just I feel so lucky, and you know, to be going this long and still writing and recording. It's just, uh just. Yeah, 12 <laughs> years, three albums, touring. I mean, it does take a lot to keep a band together. But if you does, have the yeah. chemistry, it sounds like mm -hmm. you guys kind of got that down, you know, which we do. is great. And it's just, you know, the stars aligned or something because, it's again, it's just so rare. I've, I don't really see that with anyone else that I know. Oh. Right. It's a, yeah. Every day is oh. a battle, right? Own again. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's basically uh, the band members, and that's how we do it. We, you know, we, uh, again, it's in the moment, and we come in and we listen to what each other's parts are, and we uh, just play around it or uh, along with, right? Right. And we uh, write that way. So, I'm going to play, yeah. um, just with your permission, a little bit of Tigress here for the audience. Oh, sure. Okay. All right. Here's Tigress. Okay. Check this out. <laughs> right. Dream Aria. Oh yeah, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Glad you like that. <laughs> I really want to be a part of this interview. Apparently, <laughs> just let him hop up. This is great mood stuff. I love this. Yeah. <laughs>
Great modulation there. Love that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's really, there's always a surprise. Like, you know, every, yeah. you know, it's just like halfway through the song, I didn't expect this. This is so cool. That's great. Yeah. So, like hey, tell me about um, where do you guys record? Like, what studio do you use? Do you stay in Canada? Do you stay in, you know, like, like what's your, your go-to place? Well, we've only ever recorded with Gary, actually. He's our drummer, engineer, producer, everything. Oh, so, wow. Okay, so Gary so has a studio. Yes, that's his home studio, yeah. Great. I mean, the, sound, <laughs> the sound is awesome. It's really, oh, really you. high quality. I love it. Yeah. Oh, that's great. I mean, Gary will be happy to hear that. <laughs> yeah. Sure no, it's very impressive. He really does work so hard. I mean, 24-7 sometimes on that by, by himself. Yeah, it it shows yep. in the production. I mean, you can tell mm-hmm. the care and you know the oh, love, yes. the love that goes into your music. Uh, you know, collectively, really. you're all, you know, you're all have the wagon circled and everybody's pulling. You can tell. Hey, um, tell me what's going on next. You mentioned another record, Anne. Like, what's coming up next? What's the next release? Can you give us a date on that or? Well, we don't have a release date, but it's definitely in the works. It's in the beginning stages. Okay. So that's, again, it's an exciting time because it's all fresh and new. And it's like, oh, and, you know, a whole new project. Woohoo, you know? Yeah. So I, I think, let me think now. We've got uh, one, two songs completely f- finished. Uh, and then one almost finished. So almost three so far. Great. So, yeah, usually there's like 10 to 12 songs on yeah. the CD. So we still have quite a ways to go. But, You're on your way, though. But again, there's no rush. Uh, we're just enjoying the process, and that's the main thing. So Right. Yeah. So it's tell great. me about touring. I know, is it, do you find it personally challenging? Because uh, obviously you've got Aaliyah, and uh, does she go on the road with you when you go on the road, or how does that work for you? Well, we don't go very far, actually. And, okay, so you t- uh, tour and, regionally? And yeah, and I do have uh, support, you know, family, and, and of course her father to to take care of her if right. that's the case, you know, for going away for any length of time. So, right. but you know, she's older now, so depending on, I mean, I don't know what the future holds. Is, you know, I know what the touring, future holds. She wants a microphone <laughs> and a spot on the stage. Oh, oh she already, yeah, she's she's already, you know, gosh, since day one, she's already had that, yeah. um, that, you know, the charisma and all that kind of, you know, the talent going on. But, but you know, I I would love to have her along if if we go somewhere. I mean, if it were safe and you know, if I knew everything would be kosher, then yeah, yeah, you never know. It yeah, sounds to me like she's not going to have to deal with the stage fright thing. She sounds like no. she's stepping right <laughs> up, you know? Definitely not. No, yeah. she's, she's a little ham. No, she, she's ready to go. <laughs> That's great. Hey, can you tell me, I want to ask you this question. I've asked a few people, artists, about this. Do you have, you and the band have a take on delivery systems as far as what the future holds for musicians, artists, how to get your music out to people? Do you know which way it's going to go is it always going to be a, a you know a mixed bag of cds and streaming and and uh, what's your take on that do you have any opinion on that at all like what's working what doesn't work well you know it's tough because as artists and musicians it is a labor of love and you know blood sweat and tears and it would be nice to make money at it as well right right but with with all the downloading and the streaming and the sharing it's difficult, you know, to make money. So for us, yes, it would be nice to make money, but it's for the love of it. And I would tell anyone out there that you know that has to be the driving force. It has to be the love of it and the passion. Right. But if you do want to make money, you just have. I mean, I've there's all these new things going on, you know, crowdfunding and and uh, that sort of thing, and and 
I, I just, it's just hard to know what the future holds with that. I mean, some people say, okay, they're going to stop all of that and it's going to go back. Like you, you know, LPs are going to come back or cassette or eight tracks, all the, it's, it's impossible to know. But for me, the, really the bottom line is just the enjoyment anyway. I try not to really think about all that kind of thing too much. Right. I just look at, you know, the internet as a godsend and that, yes, it's nice that we can get our music out there and, and we're enjoying it. And if the fans are enjoying it, that's amazing. But, you know, the rest of it, I try again. I try not to worry too much about those things. So it's the internet was the blessing and the curse. <laughs> that's exactly what it is. It's yeah. that dichotomy, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, so um, so let me ask you this: uh, you were on stage with uh, Glenn Hughes from Deep Purple. Yeah. I'm a big fan of Deep Purple. I always you? have. Oh, oh my good. God! Yes, Great. I had Thanks all the that. records. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah. how was that experience? That must have been amazing. Uh I was terrified out of my mind because this is my I mean he at that point by that point had been my singing idol for about 16 years yeah and uh, I don't know if you know the whole backstory if if you heard it but uh, no. you know I grew up oh no okay well I grew up you know in Winnipeg and hiding in my bedroom you know singing along to all kinds of things and and then I think I was fifth I was 15 yeah I would have been 14 or 15 I was with a friend of mine who I, I was dating and a couple of his friends, um, some neighbors and whatnot, and they popped in this cassette in the car and we're just cruising around through the parks, a beautiful day, and out comes this voice. And I thought, whoa, wait a second. Who is that? Uh, yeah, I, I, I just couldn't believe this powerful voice. And, and again, I go I go for tonal quality and this, this incredible tonal quality and perfect pitch and just the the range and all these things this person could do with their voice within one song i thought wow yeah. and and it was this uh, cassette called phenomena which was basically a blend of the white snake deep purple guys coming together and doing this kind of cool project which was very sort of mystical and whatnot right and uh and they said, oh, well, that's Glenn Hughes. And I said, Glenn who? You know, I, I didn't know who they were talking about. And I said, oh, well, he's the bass player in Deep Purple. And I said, what? You know, how can a bass player have a voice like that? You know, okay. <laughs> so I'm thinking, you know, let me regroup here. Let me like sort of backtrack and let me try to find some Deep Purple videos or some music or albums and liner notes and see, you know, who is this person? You know, what does he look like? What, where is this coming from? So I did, I did, I was able to find, you know, one video on, you know, much music that would come on once in a while or somebody had a video cassette of Deep Purple or something. And I said, oh, that's who this person is. Wow. I, you know, not only is he a great bass player, but wow, listen to that voice. And I thought, you know, he should be doing his own thing too. You shouldn't just be sort of doing harmonies here and there on, you know, some records. You should be out there more, but uh, he just wasn't. And back then there was no internet, so I couldn't really find anything more about him. I just had to sort of hope that I would hear more at some point. Right. But uh, I would, uh, then I came across an album called Hughes Thrall, which is him and Pat Thrall. And then I really got to hear him showcase that incredible voice and talent and writing skills and just amazing. And and I would just, I couldn't really listen to anything else for the longest time. I just kept listening to him <laughs> and I would listen in the dark. And again, I would analyze and analyze and think, how does he do that? I want to do that. And I wish I could do that with my voice. So, Well, you are. You are really doing a, that with your voice. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and that was, again, I he was a teacher in that sense, a mentor, uh, inspiration, all of that, you know. And of course, he didn't know that's unbeknownst to him. He doesn't know who I am, right? Some little girl in Winnipeg hiding out in the, in the bedroom listening to this. <laughs> but, uh, you know, and of course, in the, I uh, I moved to Toronto. Actually, 
from listening to that cassette phenomena, I, I was so inspired by even the production and, and what they were doing and that whole, that whole magical element. And I thought, you know, I want to do that. And that's when I decided, you know what, I want to become a record producer because, because of that cassette, because of him. And I thought that's a perfect way for me to hide, you know, and, and, but still be a part of that kind of magic. So it was that particular cassette and his voice that made me move to Toronto, actually, and take recording arts. Wow. So again, yeah, he was such a huge you know, impact on me. Well, so he I probably did, helped form, you know, helped uh, contribute to forming your style. I mean, your, your that, you know, absolutely, yeah. Because you he have a very it. stylistic sound. I mean, it's your own thing, which I, I just love the the fact. Oh, thank that you, you so much. Yeah. Hey, I want to yeah, play one I, more I, thing for you. Um, sure. No, go ahead. Say what you're going to say. Oh, I was I just going to say, yeah, that that was very important to me, and I thought, you know, I want to be able to have many different voices and do, you know, have a good range and do as many different things uh, as much as I can with my voice. And that was because of him and the girls from ABBA and just all the other singers I listened to. So See, that that's really what important. makes you so interesting, though, because you don't get just the, you know, the one-stop slice. You know, it's a little bit of <laughs> yeah. everything. You know, there's everything on yeah. that pizza. We got some pepperoni. We got some yep. <laughs> uh, sausage and the peppers. And, you know, <laughs> it's nice. Yeah. So this is Transcend. Let's check this my out. Favorite. Dream Aria. Right. Very cool intro. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, oh. this is awesome. Yeah, when they first, when I first heard that, when they played that for me, I just about lost my mind. This <laughs> is my favorite song that they. That is we've it ever really? I, I um, always said I have good taste. See, <laughs> and you know, I used to tell people, if you want to know what it feels like to be me, like to feel what I'm feeling inside, right? Play this song. Okay. This is me. This I'm that sort of. Arabian flavor and that that movement and that that sensual kind of feeling and all of that. I'm like, that's this is me. And you know what? During this song, I was about six, seven months pregnant when we recorded this, so she was kicking me the entire time, and I <laughs> loved it. It was such an amazing, amazing experience. It's like I, that it inner massage, it. right? That you got going. It, it was. <laughs> well, just the, this, the, just the knowing that there's this life growing inside of me and she's in there with me while we're creating this music and, and, and recording and all that. It was just, so, oh my gosh. So you know, it's so, it's something that kids really pick up on. Um, I, 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 you know, I've, I've told this story before, but like when uh, I have two boys and when I was oh, nice. in the studio, I would come home and I'd put the headphones on their mother's stomach and say, hey, look what we did today. <laughs> Listen to this. Oh, that's awesome. And uh, they both play. One one is super yeah. serious and the other one, he oh, plays. I, they both play so. guitar. But oh, um, let me ask you, I wanted to ask you, what is a typical day for Ann Burstyn? Take me through your day. What is your day like? Well, my day is always waking up to this beautiful little angel, Aaliyah, my daughter. <laughs> right, of course. And uh, yeah, and just you know, really spending that quality time with her and and teaching her as much as I can about art and dance and music, spirituality. You know, we're very much into angels and 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 animals, and I like to you know get her outside as much as possible. So especially with the weather being so nice, yeah. even when it's not so nice, I try to get her outside as much as possible and just show her. The world, you know, that that's just priority number one, absolutely, is just 
giving as much as I can to her and showing her as much as I can for as long as I can, you know, right. uh-huh. because, you know, as we get older, we kind of, we worry, you know, oh my goodness, how much, you know, time and time and, you know, and aging and or I try not to worry about it, but I do, I'm a mom and I worry, you know. Yeah, of course. <laughs> but, you you uh, want to go back time. to being childlike. That's the, yeah, that's exactly. the beauty, and, right? And kids, <laughs> yeah, and kids keep you that way too, right? Yeah, they, help they sure do. But, uh, but then, you know, then I work on, you know, of course, my singing and my art as well and photography and with animals. And uh, I've got, you know, a few other sort of, you know, the day job type of things that, you know, sort of office work, that kind of thing. And right. I've actually worked as a roadie too, which is, it's funny being on the other side of the, the coin, right? Really? You know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love it. But it's very hard physical labor. And I'm only about five. I'm not even five foot one. I'm quite petite. Right. So, and I'm actually stronger than I look. So I can actually hold my own, you know, carrying those metal trusses and you got steel I bet you can. and all that stuff. And it's really exhilarating and really cool and fun. But all oh, of the pain the next day, oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh, okay, can't move. And muscle, there's some, you know? um, there's oh, some crazy God. hours too, right, Anne? I mean, oh yeah, and I love you know, that. Yeah, because that's, load in, that's load out a, at three a.m. Yeah, or yeah. whatever. I love it. I love that. Yeah, like, because it's never a boring routine, right? It's always, you know, <clears throat> excuse me. There's that uh, variety, right? Which I love. And but and given your anyway. given your preference, though, you would rather be in front of the microphone. I would rather, yeah, writing, <laughs> writing, and writing? painting. I love to paint. Yeah. Oh, do you really? Paint. Oh, okay. Well, I paint, yeah, I paint as much as I can, but. Um, it's just you have to be in that mood, you know. Right. And I usually get in that mood around two in the morning. <laughs> okay. Great. I have to get up in the morning. How am I? Gonna... But that's that's such a typical thing of a of a musician or creative person, right? Those creative juices can flow at any time. It's usually in the middle of the night for some reason. That's what I've right. what I've come to learn anyway. Yeah. So that that's what I've been doing. So and, tell uh, me. You know, I'm not you know, I'm not really much into the office job thing anymore. I try to stay away from that. Right. But uh, but I've done that. I've done the whole corporate thing and all that. But yeah, you know what? I, my dream though is to to travel more. Really, I wish I could take her to you know, Egypt and you know Tibet and these places. But I I just worry about well money, time, and safety. Right? Yeah. Right. So well, <laughs> who day, knows where the next day. record might take you? You know. Never know. You I mean, never I know. just want to go. My dream, when I've always said, is that we could perform by the pyramids you know just let's just do it let's just go to egypt and just perform in egypt okay well the track we just <laughs> played that be, right? you yeah. know transcend yeah, is like perfect that would work. because i'm looking at the image of uh the album cover with you with you know you've got that kind of Ara- arabian sorry. pose there yeah and yeah, it's, uh, a, it's an actual sorry that i got in little india in it's Toronto, perfect yeah. it's the perfect yeah. image for 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 your dreams <laughs> there you go hey i'm um, all for it um, as we wind down here, Anne, I want to ask you, what are you most excited about coming up the, you know, the rest of the year, 2015, looking forward? You got the new album going on. Um, you're writing. Um, you got your little darling, Alia, there. What's most exciting for you looking forward to the rest of this year? Definitely. Well, definitely the album, of course, okay. and anything to do with Leah. But also, I've been doing uh, so much um, art, and I... Again, I have to be in the mood to finish it, so I'm trying to get everything finished. Right. But I'm really excited to see how that's going to come together because I'm sort of I'm combining multi, uh, a few different things, sort of things I've found outside, you know, uh, nature, things I've collected, and also photography and also my paintings and also writing. I do a lot of writing, whether it be just a few lines 
um, or I've written the first chapter in a book. So I'm thinking, how can I combine all this? Or is it all going to be separate? I don't know yet. So I'm really excited to see all of that come to fruition and just get it finished because I don't like having all these things half done, you know. But I'm really, really curious. And, and the people that I've shown everything to so far love it. So I'm really excited. I thought, oh, wow, I can do a big reveal one day and hopefully people will like it and go from there. So, so yeah. it sounds like you have the challenge of being so artistic. It's like you're so creative. And I know yeah. many people, self-included, have this problem where you do so many different things and it's like, okay, mm -hmm. what do I need to focus on to get done here? Or like you just pointed out, that's a good thing. If you can combine everything together, that's yes. great. And I think that's what I'm going to have to do because I hope that'll work out for you. That'd be cool. Thank you. I that'd be that. really and for cool. For you too. I would love to see you know what, some you know, whatever you're doing too. So yeah, well, we'll talk about that another time. Yeah. After. Yeah. <laughs> hey, after. so as we're wrapping up, I I loved hearing about Gary, Andrew, Don, and the band, and I want to wish you guys all the success in the world. But where can people reach any information about Dream Ario? Um, I know you're on a lot of the. Um, you know, a lot of the download sites, where do people go to buy your music? Well, definitely iTunes. Okay. And I think, I think there's some stuff on Amazon as well. I know that Don really takes care of all that sort of business side. Uh -huh. But if they can't find us for, I mean, people can, can Google us too, right? Right. Just Google buy Dream Aria uh, on the internet. So if somebody can't find us or, you know, can't find uh, or are not able to get our music for some reason, they can email us on Facebook. Okay. They can go right to the Dream Aria Facebook page or the Reverb Nation page. That's where and I found you. All, yes. Yeah. Oh, wonderful. So we always see our emails. Never a problem. And I know Don, he's been so kind enough to take over for me ever since I've had my daughter. He now answers all the emails. Sometimes I can, but definitely he, there's never a time where we do not answer back. So oh, he was great. He was hi. great. Sometimes it's real. You really have amazing. to wrestle with people, and he was a pleasure to no. to uh, yes. correspond with. Yeah, always very accommodating, and uh, we're you know we're just so grateful to have anybody contact us. So we're you know obviously very appreciative of our fans from all over the world. So uh, we always get back to you. So yeah, so if they can't find us for whatever reason, you know the music. Just contact us directly, and we'll get it to you. There's always a way. So you heard it from the lady herself. Anne Burstyn from Dream Aria. And just reach out on Facebook and find out all about Dream Aria. I think you will not be disappointed. It's really wonderful music. It's a surprise around every turn. Great, high-quality music. And it was a real pleasure to have you on the show today. I thank you so much for being part of the Dharmic Evolution. Oh, no, thank you. Thank you so much. And I just want to say that with the Glenn Hughes thing, it was, again, that's, if I, can, if I may. Sure. So the stars aligned. When I moved to Toronto, I went to go see this show, which was called the Cla uh, Voices of Classic Rock. And it was a bunch of um, singers, uh, Mike Reno from Loverboy, Bobby Kimball from Toto, Jolyn Turner from Rainbow, a bunch of others. And Glenn Hughes was not listed on that bill. But I went to that show and he was on the stage. I didn't even know it was him. He <sighs> was playing bass and ha he had cut all his hair off. He was sh a lot shorter than I expected. He had his mic turned right down. He was wearing dark glass, you know, dark sunglasses. I had no idea it was him for a full hour. <laughs> and then they finally introduced him, and I about, I literally, I think I fell off the chair. And it was an outdoor event, so I was able to just go around the back of the stage after and meet him. And that's how I actually met him. It was just a weird fluke. 
thing. Oh, I, that's I, so, wild. What a so story. We became friends. Yeah, we became friends and he heard my singing. He liked it. And he said, come out and sing with me at this gig in New Jersey. And I did. And that's, you know, I've just, I've been so lucky. This just blows my mind. But where did you anyways, play so, yeah. in New Jersey? Do you remember? Uh, it was a, a house, actually. It was a private uh, oh, okay. party. Okay. Yeah. So, and that's when he said, you know, come out and sing. And I was like, yeah, what am I going to say? No. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it was incredible. Such a gracious, uh, humble uh, person to, to do that, with, you know, with me and for me. Just, just amazing. That's fantastic. So, yeah. That's like yeah, a dream so, come true, right? You know, it really to, was. Yeah. It really absolutely was. And it still blows my mind. So, <laughs> yeah, that's fantastic. It can happen. I think it, <laughs> it may happen again for you. Who knows? Never you know? know. Anything yeah. can happen. Exactly. Anyone, so. <laughs> yeah, Great, Anne. Awesome. Okay, well, absolutely. Thank you so a, much again. I'll yeah, what a pleasure. Thank you very yeah, much for being same. here. And uh, right. I'll be in touch soon. Anytime. Oh, oh, thank you so much. Cheers. So there, that's why the Canadians are so loved. You know, she's a wonderful woman, beautiful lady inside and out. And what a voice. You know, it was so cool when she was talking about um, that last track we played, you know, Transcend, which is her favorite. And uh, I was kind of torn because I wanted to hear the track, but I wanted to talk to her. So I was kind of being pulled. But uh, it's all good. Check out Dream Aria's music. So, hey, everybody, I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. I'm James Kevin O'Connor, singer, songwriter, audio, video artist, a master storyteller. I hope you had a great time on the Dharmic Evolution today, as I sure did. I'll catch you on the socials. I'll see you from the stage.